Is, was it September? January, February, March, April, May. Like Wycliffe John. I think that's Wycliffe John. Okay. I I don't know. It might be November. Gone till November. Yeah, it's November. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's the start of the podcast. Yeah. Dear listener, you should like, share, comment, live, agree, die, repeat, agree on facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at GOF podcast on Instagram or Twitter and over on our website guysonfilm.co.uk. That's all. It's short and sweet this week. Just like, share, comment, live, die, repeat, agree. Okay. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about the films coming up in September. It's the Guys on Film podcast. It should be a good one. <sighs> okay, that's a joke about the uh, Stephen King adaptation. It. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if you have enough guest, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I follow. Okay. <laughs> What's on this week's show, Ollie? Well, we've got a lot of films to talk about that we, we've actually both been to the cinema a few times so i think we've got a few films to talk about in a, a sort of seggy one i suppose elongated I've got, chat I've, no i've got a seggy one. Oh, well this so, is news so, to me so we're gonna have the shortest seggy one of all time very quick one it's jobs before okay. the movies so i've selected uh three actors from the movies in uh the september movie section uh, okay. And I'm going to ask you briefly, you don't get much thinking time, I'm going to yeah. ask you briefly about what you think their first job was, and then we'll go into life scores. And as you say, we've both had a fair bit of uh, film watching going on, so hopefully we can succinctly uh, get through what our reviews and thoughts on those are, and then we'll be moving on to September movies. Now, I have an elongated list and opinions. We're going to have to just... We're going to have to just temper really expectations. On. Well, the timer's in. The timer has started. We're wasting seconds talking now. So, okay. Well, you saying that's wasted more. Let's do Seggy one. And you saying that as? Oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> good act, Ian. Good acting there. <laughs> yeah. I was really good. Oh, I am angry. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. But I'm actually just watching a trailer for um, The Dark Tower. It's auto playing on the screen in front of me. And I've literally just seen it. So this is the last thing that I've seen with my eyes the actual film and the actual cinema. And there's, there's and and this no silent trailer as well. Well, and the, but there's clips in the trailer that just didn't happen. There's okay. special effect shots that just never happened. But we'll get onto that anyway. Uh, Seggy one. The, there, there was a specific contractual agreement that the hours and hours of effort that the VFX team put into the shots, if they didn't make the final cut, they'd have to make the trailer. <laughs> so, okay. so, so, so that some sad bastard that spent like months and months of his life making some sort of flame effect look all right well, the, on we'll a tower. We'll get into this, but actually... Actually gets something on screen. Before I forget about this, there was actually a moment in the film where someone has a flashback and it's just crammed full of VFX shots. <laughs> so like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like flash effect. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's just a flashback of full on money shots. Big money shots. Well, no, big is dollar. This a porno? No. Is this a porno? Is this a porno? again? No, big. Well, it would explain the dark tower. <laughs> penis, penis, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Seggy one. Okay, Seggy one. Now, uh, listeners, be aware that Pete Cater, the man who's never seen. Uh, any movies besides maybe the Jungle Book and a couple of others. I think he maybe saw Waterworld, did he? He's seen he's seen yeah. a James Bond, that's for sure. But um, he may call us at any moment. It's unknown at this juncture. He may not call at all, so we're just going to keep you teetering on the brink of a semi that Pete Cater may uh, ingratiate us with his dulcet tones because he's coming straight out of Dunkirk Ooh. and he's going to be our roving reporter with a, a straight... Straight shooting uh, review of what he's just seen. Right. 
that could happen. That might not happen. But if it doesn't happen on this show, it'll happen on the next or something. I mean, it's all to play for. Okay, just like this Seggy one, and we're so you know, one. rapidly losing time. So you're certainly losing time. <laughs> I am. By the way, Ollie. It, yeah. yeah, I'm 29, and I turned 29 yesterday. Happy birthday to me. Okay, so jobs before movies. So I've picked out a couple of different actors. Um, Now, I did have a list that included a lot more of the female actors from this month's movies, and it turns out (sighs) their jobs weren't that interesting. So this is an... You are a Sexist. Yeah. I mean, I've been... I feel like I've been flying the flag for... uh, uh, avoiding this sort of sexism on the last couple of episodes. So I feel like... I've allowed myself a three-man intro segment. What I would here, say right? in is the mask is slipping. <laughs> Yours is certainly slipping. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Okay. So I've just seen a couple of messages from Pete Cater. He's responsive now, at least. But let me get on with this. Right. So Tom Cruise, who's appearing in this month's uh, release, American Made. Yeah. What do you think his first job was? Now I've got three potential answers, but do you want to just have a stab in the dark off the off the bat here? I'll have a, I'll have a dark stab. Um, okay. Sure. I think Weird. he worked in a shoe shop. Okay. Like fitting, Shall I give... fitting children's shoes specifically, like measuring fit, the feet, fit, fitting children's lifts. Yeah. Uh, like fitting the shoes. Uh, you know, and that's where his his obsession with shoes has come from. I don't know that he has an obsession with shoes. Is that verifiable? No, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's maybe, maybe worked in a either a, yeah a shoe shop. Yeah, no, I'm going to go for a shoe shop. He was a shoe salesman. Okay, so here are the three options. Okay, newspaper boy, mm. best boy. Now you know your film credits. You know what a best boy is, right? Yeah. Okay. Or boy toy. Brackets. No. Sean Michaels impersonator. I mean, these are all boy, boy things. <laughs> it's a boy thing. I mean, he is—is he, he ever had a man's job? And you know, Sheboygan. I I think I'm going to go for for paper boy, because I'm, I think I'm what ju- you've what you've had to do is you've had to go for you've had to think of boy, and then uh-huh. stretch the rest of them out to fit with boy. And I, I, yeah, I think- no, this is a fast seggy one. We can get over this quickly. I mean. Uh, it, it is literally, you know, an extrapolation of the word boy. Yeah. Um, I do think I'm going to send an email to the Scientologists about you saying, has he ever had a man's job? But... Um, <laughs> okay. You're saying paper boy. Yeah. Although originally you were saying shoe fitter. Shoe boy. It's newspaper boy. He was a newspaper Am I right? boy. That was his first job. I knew it. Yeah, you're right. That's one well, point to Ollie. It, you're not wrong, dead wrong. You got it. I, mean, I, you got I it do hope wrong, but from the options say, presented, I did well. But what I, what I would say is just a little personal message to Tom Cruise. You know, as he's he's. I'm so injured. sorry. Now, as he's injured, he's he's broken his ankle. Right, jumping from building uh-huh. to building. I just want to say, get well soon. Okay. You know, don't take any painkillers. Right. You know, they're bad for uh-huh. you. And I hope, I hope you know the Thetans. Uh, going to sort themselves out and just you know don't take any medication don't take any painkillers just just it'll go it'll be fine it looked from it looked from the video which people can find online of him doing a jump in mission impossible six that actually the collision was predominantly uh rib based (laughs) it's a a rib-based collision scenario it's a rib collision um but if he's hurt his ankle then you know that's scientology for you right so next one it's our favourite. I don't actually know how much we've even really spoken about him, but from Borg versus McEnroe, <sighs> it's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's certainly are not you shy. Le- are you a LaBeouf fan? I I love LaBeouf. I've grown I've grown to love uh, LaBeef. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's your options: chicken trainer in a right. circus. Mm. In a circus sounds. I'm, I'm that struck off my list straight away. Dolphin trainer at SeaWorld. Okay. Or Nike trainer on a smelly foot. <laughs> uh, um, all right, Nike, well, look, Nike I, trainer on a smelly foot. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back what I previously said. And I'll, did you say chicken trainer in a chicken they, trainer in a circus? They don't train chickens in circuses. Well, I don't know. 
Uh, be interested, maybe. Well, I, I want to know, so I'm going to say chicken trainer in a circus because I think he's actually Sheila Booth is is probably a bit of a animal man, animal man, I guess. So I, I think he would he would have taken issue with Sea World. I, th- I I I reckon, and okay. if I'm wrong, I'm I'm not going to like him anymore. Okay, so you're partially right. It was chicken trainer in a circus, but actually, when I did the research. I mistakenly uh, said that he was a chicken, uh, chicken trainer in a circus. But in in actual fact, it was his dad, Jeffrey, who was employed as a comedian, a rodeo clown, and a performer in a circus, uh, where it was his job to train chickens. So I got that wrong. But then I followed up, and I found out that Shia LaBeouf, at you the age of 12, through. I followed through, and Shia LaBeouf was actually doing stand-up in a coffee house at the age of 12, which really, really adds to the annoying element of like his younger like childhood career so uh, whilst that that was a loaded incorrect question where actually the correct answer was correct for his dad i think the true answer is one that people can really take home with them yeah when people were getting annoyed with uh indiana jones and the various uh sort of things that he did in his early career just imagine young shia labeouf at the age of 12 in a coffee house while you're trying to enjoy your chai latte or your you know, flat white or sitting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the last swirl. one. Okay. Here's the last one. You've got two of two. You're doing well. No <laughs> wrong, dead already. wrongs yet. Uh, you're two, five, two. Michael Keaton, who plays the elder man in American Assassin, also coming out this month. Yep. Did he work as an ice cream truck driver? An ice cream truck? Driver. <laughs> okay. Yep. A, ba- a baby driver? Or a rickshaw driver. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's got to be ice cream. It's ice cream truck driver. I mean, that, Ian, that was your worst question ever. I, Can we I've just move straight on? Easy. I don't want to hear any more off you now. He found work as a cab driver and an ice cream truck driver in his hometown for a while as he was as he was trying his hand at stand-up com- comedy around Pennsylvania. With supporting <laughs> Sheila Booth. <laughs> While he trained chickens. Uh, <laughs> well, he trained dad, chickens well, in a coffee house. His dad's chasing chickens around and You're Tom Cruise is there chickens. with a sore ankle. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, okay, um, uh, that's it for second one. You're three for three. That's your best performance ever. And it's, I mean, ironically, your worst and it, performance. And it was longer than 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay, life scores. Yeah, sure. Also, Ollie, uh, Pete says he's ready whenever, so should I take the call from Pete? Mm-hmm. Hello there, Pete. Hi. Um, welcoming roving reporter Peter, who's just come out of a screening yeah. of uh, Dunkirk at the Hackney Picture House. That's right. I'm, I'm fresh out. Fresh, fresh out. out. Fresh uh, out of banter uh, and fresh out of reviews. Or are you? No, I mean... Uh, I mean, I'm ready to just de- delve straight into it. Okay. Uh, Do you want to hit me? Moving. Moving. Is that is that Ollie? No, Ollie. Ollie's not on the line. It's just me. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Very, very moving. Uh, beautiful, beautiful picture, picture work. Is that what you call it? Picture work. I'd, I'd, um, I'd say they chalk that up as cinematography, but picture work works just fine yeah. for you. What? What? I mean, my key observation was. It, it it ostensibly plays like a uh, one man's battle to take a shit in a war zone. Okay, would you care to elaborate that, on that? Well, just from scene one, he's always just undoing his trousers, trying to take. A shit. Oh no, not now! It's a battle. All right, I'll move around here. Oh, not now. So it. Okay, yeah, it I, just I do remember keeps, what you're talking about now. Just keeps trying to take a shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and well, I mean, that's a fool's error, really. Have you uh, have you, you been chatting with others who watched the movie with you? I beg your pardon. Have you been chatting with others uh, who also saw the movie? Is this is this a prevailing sort of takeaway from Dunkirk? No, no. This is this is no. This is uh, this is just a fresh out fresh out of Weatherspoons. Oh, <laughs> you've been in the Hackney we, Weatherspoons, we've, have you? Yeah, we've we've gone. We went straight from there to the Weatherspoons. We've got some. We've got some. Uh, 
Jaeger bombs. Excellent. Uh, obviously, we're, ke- we're keeping with the war theme, and we're <laughs> drinking Jaeger bombs. Yeah. And um, uh, and Ren is is just crying. Okay. Now. I so cr- I cried five times during Dunkirk. Thinking about the the people that were boys but are now probably dead men, dead old men. I think that that's what what the, her final thought was as I was taking this call. Okay, excellent. Um, so um, Pete, roving reporter on the ground, can you just give us uh, one more comment? What what's the sense on the ground about how this movie has affected you? Well, uh, the word on the ground in is um, it, it it struck me deep. Um, it was probably, I would say one of the most moving films I've seen. Yeah, it's very, very. I'm, very I'm glad in which case that your review predominantly uh, dwelled on shitting. Um, shitting, yeah. yeah. So, well, so I mean, that's, that, it, means, it means a lot to me. So, excellent. You know. It certainly means a lot to me as well. And I know that you've had tough times in the toilet before. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I need to tuck into a, a couple of a couple of bombs now. Okay. So. Uh, Pete, hold uh, that gonna, thought. That's, uh, your roving reporter signing off. Pete, hold that thought. I'd like to join you in about forty-five minutes when I knock this one out. Sure. Okay. okay. Have a great night. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Bye. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Probably like a, a four. Hello? Hi, Ollie. How's it going? Uh, is it over? Have you done it? It's over. Yeah, it was a fast one. He got straight to the point. I'm not going to talk about what he talked about because, you know, that's really his own personal experience. But okay. uh, to say the least, it was punctual and clear. Okay, well, um, so we're getting on to life scores, Ian. Excellent. Let's do life scores. Do you want to do you want to kick us off? Why not? Uh, I'm I'm good. So uh, I've seen quite a lot of films this week. I've actually gone ahead and done what I'm supposed to do and go to the cinema and watch films and stuff. First off, I watched Spy. Uh-huh. So this one, this is um, by the director of Bridesmaids and also uh, Ghostbusters, the the remake. Okay. Um, and and it's probably my least favourite of his films that I've seen, even though, like Melissa McCarthy was was good in it, and Jason Statham was what I would say piss funny in it. Um, what are you doing? I, I just lean. I took a lean on my desk. No, but you. It sounds like you're you're also doing like some kind of unboxing video at the same time. Oh, sorry. Right, so the actual recording of this is not affected, but my microphone was nestled right into my chest here. Okay. Um, I mean, can I can I carry on uninterrupted? You can. I didn't really interrupt you knowingly. This was a movie that you watched at home, correct? Yeah. This so I watched this one at year. home. Um, the main things was it was it was pretty funny, um, but it Looks got right. ultra violent and ultra dark in like split second it would be like something really grim and gross happening it was it was just super super violent which i don't know kind of and the violence wasn't funny like you know how in austin powers which i guess it's a little bit of i guess it's a little bit like that i suppose uh, a spy who you, you wouldn't ever believe would be a spy the the violence in austin powers was always kind of cartoonish and over the top but this is exactly like the violence in taken it's just headshots <laughs> people being impaled right. and it's just not funny it's just not funny in any way okay. um so that that kind of left the bad taste i watched insidious um okay. because I, I just i fancy watching a horror film there's annabelle creation coming out which has been getting okay reviews and stuff so i just thought uh-huh. right i'll start watching this series of films so i started off with insidious ah it's got it, the thing is it's got like a good premise it's got a good idea like this boy can do astral projection so he can leave his body and then wander off into space and time and soot in um, and he goes a bit too far and then he gets possessed by um, a member of Slipknot uh, or okay. someone some that looks like he could be in Slipknot or Mudvayne or some 90s kind of new metal band and it, it's just not scary is, is the main thing because at one point they get kind of comic relief to come in and not, not the not comic relief as in Lenny Henry 
That's a good pre-written joke. <laughs> it's not a pre-written joke, but they they didn't get they didn't get comic relief. Well, they did get comic relief in these two kind of um, like paranormal investigators, and they're just bantering and being all quirky and ad libby, and it it just doesn't really sort of suit the tone in a, in any way whatsoever. Um, okay, that's so that kind of weird. And not all the all the kind of ghosts uh, have got like really crap makeup on as well. Um, so that that was a real letdown. It just it, you know no film, foundation. I guess a horror film needs to be needs to be scary, and it just wasn't. Okay. In any way, I I saw Spy recently as well, and I kind of it was it was one of those don't care ones. Um, but sorry, yeah, that was a callback to what your first statement was. What else have you seen this week, Ollie? Okay, so I went to the cinema to watch The Hitman's Bodyguard. So this one is uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Um, and it's the director of Expendables 3, which I've, I've never seen. I have seen, I believe. Okay. Um, basically, here, here's the crack. So What's the, the, crack? F- the first 20 minutes, believe it or not, is actually set in Coventry, where I live, right? It is. There no, is, I know there it is, is. There's even uh, a shot of them driving up the motorway, the M6 North, and they and, and the camera looks directly at a sign saying Coventry M6. So they're going to Coventry. They get Samuel L. Jackson, who's this hitman. Clarification. Into, yeah, scene setting. Not, when, when you say them, you don't them. mean Samuel L. Jackson or Ryan Reynolds because they didn't step foot in Coventry. No, they didn't. So, but the actual the characters did. Well, they didn't. This is this is confusing. Now, let let me deconfuse the situation because you're confusing it. Basically, Samuel L. Jackson has to go and get in this safe house in Coventry, and I say Coventry with like quote marks because it isn't Coventry. It looks like Kensington. It's basically nice big windows, pillars, wide wide pavements. It's got like telephone boxes that are red which just you don't get those in Coventry and and it's it's it it really threw me out of the film and and everybody in the cinema was kind of having a little chuckle to themselves because we're there and we're like mate this is this is Kensington this isn't this isn't Coventry where's you know where's Lady Godiva statue or where's the ring road or you know where's ultimately uh, it's a it's a this is England this is generic this is this is generic London basically Okay, and it, it was annoying. There was even one scene where, to to the like head of some kind of organisation, like where are you? And they said literally, we're at Coventry Police Headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have we we have Little Park Street. That's our police headquarters. Um, police but yeah, HQ. I mean, yeah, Police HQ. It, it it just wasn't you know it wasn't Coventry, and I think they could have. They could have actually took the, you know, brutal Coventry architecture and actually made something interesting of it rather than just have it look like, you know, just basically London. And like, I think for the first 40 minutes, it was fairly slow. It weren't that funny. But towards the end, I started enjoying it a bit more and it, it kind of ultimately was a probably about a six out of 10. Um, okay. It was, so it was you're okay. going back to scoring now, are you? Oh, I mean, it was it was just okay. I mean, I wouldn't even say it was fine. I'd just okay. say it was okay. I mean, I mean, I feel like regular listener of the podcast, Andy Samballs, on this one, which is the the feeling I have is that Ryan Reynolds did pretty well with Deadpool because his sort of particular type of humor suits it. When I hear that, normally I'm I'm not really not really that up for it. No, and it and it is exactly that. It's basically exactly what he's what you've just said it is, and that's kind of all it is as well. It's got a couple of good Cra- car chases. Crass banter, yeah. Crass banter, Cranter. Okay, so what else is going on in your life? What sort of score have you got? Uh, I'd probably say like a a four. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm good. I'm 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 probably that's, an eight. I'm doing I'm doing tough I'm doing tough mudder this weekend, so it's. It's fine. You did the recreation of the uh, jingle, sort of probably a four. But just, just really quickly as well. I've, I've literally Hold just up. been to, see, I've just been to see the Dark Tower. Just briefly, like I, I liked the 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 uh, Idris Elba character, the gunslinger, and also 
McConaughey, uh, his Man in Black was was quite good. But the problem is, it's like this big kind of epic, massive film. Like I guess a little, like yeah, it's like an epic film. It, it should be like Lord of the Rings or something like this big, huge in scope kind of thing. But it is like ninety five minutes, and it's okay. so condensed, and you just you're not really attached to anybody. It does feel a little bit like hamstrung by something. I'm, but I'm not even sure that there's a good film there, though. That's the problem. Okay. Just, I, yeah, I just, actually don't know if I'm going to bother going to see it. it. Even okay. though I said, oh, it's 90 minutes. I don't really care. I could do that. No problem. I, I kind of feel like I probably won't bother. Yeah, I, I think, well, look, I think, I think my kids will enjoy it. Like, I didn't mind it. But I just, I, I just didn't... I, I can kind of see why the... The, the book nerds are a little bit like well that doesn't do it justice at all what is that um, okay. I mean it was just it was just kind of like base entertainment it's a one of like us. Yeah. so uh, so what are you then not a four eight eight that's good it's good yeah. it's there alright well so this week uh, starting off with uh, I watched at home much like yourself um, I watched The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio Oh, did he come around, did he? Yeah, he was quite into it. I mean, he's not one for kind of watching his own movies again, but I managed to convince him. Okay. Um, I didn't realise that Tilda Swinton was in this. I didn't actually really know that that much about it. It was just a popular film at the time. Had that All Saints song in it, remember? Yeah. But I actually thought it was okay. It had a little bit of a feel of, like, uh, there's a scene where a guy goes on a one-year vacation sort of thing in The Rules of Attraction, and it had this sort of 90s, early 2000s, like, quick-cutting sort of scenario where somebody's, like, experiencing the world. Right. Um, and actually, some of the tension of uh, what comes later is quite good, I think. I mean, it's it's if I were to score it, it'd be residing in the upper five, six sort of region. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I actually thought it was okay. I thought I thought uh, it was better than I expected. It's got Robbie Carlyle in it, which I didn't know. And um, it does have a couple of moments where you think they're kind of making ironic sort of nods towards like Vietnam War movies, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Okay. So this week I saw a Thomas. Ironic nod. <laughs> okay, carry on. I saw Atomic Blonde. Starring Charlize Theron. Starring. Starring Charlize. Here are my thoughts on it, right? So, like, she's definitely tough enough as uh, a sort of leading character, sort of taking the Furiosa thing sort of forwards and sort of taking her own role as a leading sort of action lady. But to some extent in this, it feels like she's a little bit of a sort of like clothes horse and modelly sort of thing where she just goes through a sequence of different costumes where... You know, if you watch like the Rolling Stones live, it's like, what's Mick going to change into next? This or is Judas a sort Priest. of sure. I mean, he I changes every song. You know, sometimes it's leather, then it's chains, then it could he's be leather and chains. He's hell bent for leather. <laughs> yeah, hell, hell bent five leather. Um, so she's definitely tough enough. She can do the action side of it, but I did feel like the character was a bit vacuous and cold, and like. The interesting part I find was that Theron is actually like really, really good. Some of the subtleties of like just eye flutters and like the way that she does certain things and reacts to people, it's quite nuanced and, and very well acted. There's a lot going on when her face is like very close up to the camera. You can yeah. see so much going on with the way that she's acting at the scene. But the thing is, the way that the character is written, mm. you don't really know what her motivation is. Not the same way that you do in maybe like John Wick, which is quite comparable in terms of like the action that goes on and the reason why his dog this died. person is just beating up and hurting people. His dog's died. Yeah. For her, it's much less clear, which is kind of fine because she's a double, triple, quadruple agent or whatever. No, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't have anything that I care about her fighting for. And she also has right. a completely cosme uh, cosmetic surface sort of like veneer only lesbian sex sort of scenario, which feels like right. it's just a, a little boy's, yeah, little boy's comic fantasy sort of thing. Um, okay. If it felt if it felt like that character was really important, then I would have been like, okay, well that's fine. But that character really doesn't feel meaningful to the plot to me. James McAvoy turns <laughs> up looking like he's Tyler Durden to your from trousers. <laughs> the, 
The story's uh, quite bad. It feels like a sort of um, phoned-in version of like a John le Carre or like actually even phoned-in version of a James Bond movie, really in some ways. But it's very stylish. Okay. A lot of the music is like well, it's, it's essentially with, isn't it the same the same storyline as Skyfall. I don't know. I haven't really thought about. But where they or where they get a list, they get a list of agents and. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the main thing is that there's a MacGuffin of a list that needs to be found. Um, <laughs> You've certainly been MacGuffin. It's yeah. It you know mm. fine. So the fire. story's not great, but o- overall I quite enjoyed it. It's just that it's got nothing that really makes me think I'll ever go back to it. The music was good. I I think there's actually a conversation in terms of like how much can you use um, popular iconic songs in a way yeah. that doesn't annoy people. And this was really like teetering on the brink of being annoying because it was just yeah. like, you know, oh, action scene, here's the music. And I liked the music and enjoyed it. But I think if yeah. maybe I'd grown up with that music, mm-hmm. then I'd be more annoyed about it. What era? What era are we talking here? Well, it's the fall of the Berlin Wall. So it's all sort 80s. of 80s and early okay. 90s electronic sort of stuff, I think, that yeah. they've got in there. Overall, it's fine. I've got uh, other notes on, like, I've rewatched Under the Skin, which I thought was great the third time I've watched it now. I thought it was okay. really good. Um, there's a lot of, you know. Watching a film for the third time really means that, you know. It's good, you, it's there. You like it, you know, and, and you're going to die. Give me more time. of it. Yeah, give me more. Scarlett Johansson in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, so the big movie that I saw in the cinema this week was A Ghost Story. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I should talk about it because I'd quite like to talk to you about what your thoughts on are. Uh, th- sorry, thoughts on it are. Because if I, th- I feel like a lot of what I say about it might influence the way that you take it. Especially based on you saying that you have no time for Woody Allen movies this week. Um, made me think that this one is an art house movie that really sort of demands a bit of attention. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to shelve my thoughts on it, which okay. I kind of have quite strong thoughts on it. I think let's talk about it when you've had a chance to see it, and I know that you don't have it in a really sort of easily accessible cinema near you. So, no, I don't. So let's come back to a ghost story. I would say overall I'm a little bit conflicted about what my like real takeaway is on it, and I actually feel like I maybe should see it again. So, last thing I want to bring up this week is just I saw Detroit. I'm not okay. gonna I'm not gonna go for a big review on a that. Just dive, that I think, yeah. yeah, it's it's one that demands we its want own surface, attention. We want surface level. Yeah. So uh, I went to a Q and A which had uh, Catherine Bigelow, John Boyega, and uh, Will Poulter there, and also an actress whose name's Hannah. I can't remember her full name. Sorry, terrible research. Um, but there was a panel there they answered some questions it was fantastic the actual movie I thought was really really important and I actually feel like had I managed to get past security and have a chat with these people and do like the sort of guys on film chatting to uh, famous people thing I feel like a lot of my prep would have gone quite badly because even though I knew like the film was quite an important film the entire way that they talked about it at the panel afterwards was very Heavy, important strong. and, it, and uh, yeah and by the way i'm not taking anything away from it it is a very important film to see it's just that i would have liked to have a bit of crack with all the people and it really was not the time or place for that so i'm kind of in some ways i'm glad that i didn't get a chance to chat to them um overall i feel like the film was great and it just maybe peaked a little bit too soon with an hour and a half or two hours of real intensity and yeah. then a little bit of a too quick wrap up that tried to fill in too much at the end but okay. I'm going to let you see that and we'll have a chat about it when we have more time. Yeah, I'm up for it. Overall, I've had a good week. It's been my birthday. Uh, I'm going to go out and have some drinks after this and have a drinky Saturday as well. I mean, you know, activities equal drinking for me by the sounds of it. But uh, yeah, yeah I, it's a birthday time. I'm 29. The big 2-9. The big 2-9. Um, so yeah, overall, I would say I'm a 9. Not a two nine, not an eighteen. I'm a I'm a nine. Okay. Should we do September movies? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Didn't really they swallow an encyclopedia? Like that that really I hope that information wasn't false. Cool. Um. Shall we go? Yeah. 
Okay, Ollie, can I just hit you with two quick opinions just before we get started? Number okay. one, I feel like uh, now that we're doing the regular monthly look ahead to the next month's films, yeah. um, I feel like often I'm cramming in a lot of stuff in this list and it just highlights the fact that there are so many movies coming out all the time. Yeah, um, I know that's not like a brand new sort of... Uh, brand new data. People- yeah, I mean, people brand know this. Brand new data There's for a, 2017. The, okay, brand new data for uh, September's look ahead. Uh, it just so many films some, coming out. Sometimes it just feels like there's just too many movies coming out. Like, yeah. there's a lot of and shit going say, on. And people say, huh, all you get at the cinema these days is Marvel movies, superhero movies, and, you know, Fast and the Furious, it's, which is bollocks. It's not. You, you get way it's, more than that. Absolutely. It's not bollocks B- BLOCKS um, BS. but but the thing <laughs> BS yeah bollocks BS <laughs> bollocks oft, often abbreviated to BS yeah um, B's but the thing is Carry like on. based on the movie flops stuff when you're talking about what is often the case at cinemas where they just uh, move out films that are not performing well and then bring in yeah. more of the big big hitters you can understand why people think that because maybe something comes in fleetingly and then disappears but yeah. anyway regardless uh, the other thing I was going to say is just in September personally I don't feel like any of the movies are ones that I'm big on uh, there's maybe one or two that I think I, I should go see that but there's nothing that I'm super excited for so to kick us off I'm going to say just on that there's three that I'm well up for okay so that's what I was going to say to kick us off do you want to take us away with the ones that you think are the big ones for this month so that if we miss some you've at least got your shit in on the the stuff you want to talk about okay well I mean look this is the first one so this is out on the 8th of September and we've spoken about this one a little bit at length, but I, th- I still think there's a little bit more to say about a l- it. A little bit at length. A little bit at length is uh, Stephen King's It. Okay. So, uh, official synopsis. Because this is the look ahead, we've got to do the official synopsis. So, um, The official synopsis! A group of bullied kids with troubled family lives band together when a monster, taking the appearance of a clown and other things, obviously, begins hunting children. So, I mean, that wasn't an official synopsis. That was just some idiot on IMDb writing words. Classic Ollie. The official, some idiot on IMDb just writing words synopsis. It's good, it's there. You should put a drum roll behind that. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a cool riff. Um, here's so, here's my opinion. Now, I'm, I'm keen to see it. minutes. I'm keen to see it anyway. Two hours fifteen. Fucking hell! I'm slightly less keen to see it. Why? But is that too long? To, a wee bit. Uh, given that the first one was like sort of a two-part series that was turned five into five hours movie. long. Yeah. Um, now, to me, I kind of disagree that this is a true sort of. It doesn't have the pull of Stand by Me or ET or Stranger Things or something like that. Like the sort of kids ensemble vibe that you mentioned before. But I'm willing to be proved wrong. It's yeah. just that some of the way that it's shot makes me think this looks a little bit jump scare plus. A little bit insidious. Yeah, it just looks like jump scare plus like a a nice uh, sort of franchise title to wrap itself around and sort of be saleable from. But well, what th- what what do you reckon then? Well, I think reading a lot about it for this actual episode I've actually gone ahead and uh, read a few interviews and uh, things so like what that I've with, done is I've actually gone ahead and done, is, I've done some research um, so it seems like the actual director's gone back to the source material um, and you know cause he, he actually sort of took the took the film over from a, an original director uh, got put on the film and, and actually wanted to put a lot more of the scenes from Stephen King's book into the film that were omitted. Um, so, like, so who's the director? Just bear with me one second. Please. <laughs> I knew that would happen. <laughs> is that why you've? Is that why you've done that? That's why I've asked that. Yeah. Want to really throw a spanner in the works? Um, it's Andy Muschietti, not Mus- An- Mus- Muschietti. Machete. Oh, so Danny Trejo is heading up the directing on this one. So tell us, he's done Mama. That's his previous film, Mama. Okay. 
So, but, what what have you got about this? Uh, going back to source material stuff, what what's intriguing you most about that? Well, I guess the fact that it's you know it's a a well respected novel, um, and that when he took this project on from the previous director, he felt that there was you know maybe a little bit too much far removed from obviously what works in the in it, so has reinstated it. Um, in what? You know, you did this joke last week and it weren't good. Uh, so how far are you into the book now? I haven't actually got any further. <laughs> so you're five months away from finishing it. Why don't yeah. you Why don't you hold off on watching the film until you get the book done? Nah. Okay, fine. So you're just going to um, ruin the book for yourself. Yeah, so did you ever that, watch the original movie? I did, and I didn't. I didn't think it was good. It was not good. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't think it was. I think it's. I think it was. It's it terrible, but in a brilliant way. A lot things like Miami Connection and Hard Ticket to Hawaii and Troll Two are brilliant because they're bad and because they're like eighty minutes long. But uh-huh. something can't be uh, shit good and be five hours long. That's at some point you're gonna go. Yeah, I'm in for the I'm in for the long haul here. This okay, so being, we're... this stopped being shit good. We're five minutes into September. Look ahead. What? What? Why should people go check out it? Well, I think I think it's it could be a good King adaptation. I think it's got a, uh, you know, it's it looks good. Um, the cinema cinematographer is uh, Chun Hoon Chung, who is um, Chan Wook Park's DOP, and he obviously does like Old Boy and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. So it looks good. I think at the very least. Okay. It looks that's, great. That's a, that's a good reason to see it in the cinema, I reckon. Good reason to see it in the cinema. Um, okay, so what, so what are we I looking at next, do you reckon? What, what's what's next on your list of your top you three want, for the do month? Do you not want just a little bit... Maybe Can I just give you like one one fact? We're keeping this down, Ollie, so I mean, you spend the time the way you want to. Okay. But I it's just, also I the way that you're spending you the one. listener's time. Okay, so uh, Hugo Weaving and Bill Skarsgård were the two finalists for the role of Pennywise the Clown um, after Will Poulter Mr. left the project. Anders. Yeah, so Will oh, Poulter. Oh yeah, was Will Poulter. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your favourite. Yep. Um, so Skarsgård eventually got the role, reportedly due to his ability to play a more fun and childlike Pennywise, in addition to the creepy Pennywise. Whilst okay. Hugo Weaving reportedly fell short. In the playfulness and could only play creepy. Okay, understandable. So he's not, uh, who's he's not who's got more iconic eyebrows, Will Poulter or The Rock? I I think Will Poulter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, that's a good he's, question. He's got resting iconic eyebrows, whereas yeah. The Rock has to put the has to force in. it. Yeah, he has to put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah. Try hard. Okay. okay. What's next? Uh, so I think this this particular one um, is one that I'm most up for this month it's called Wind River okay yep I've seen the trailer for that looks a little bit um, insomnia insomnia yeah precisely yeah I've put good. so I've written here insomnia vibes uh, with a Z <laughs> here's the thing I'm not really into Jeremy Renner and I actually think it's not his fault it's just that he did the Bourne movie and then it made me yeah. go well he's not Jason Bourne it looks decent though, and but the only thing is, well, he's, one of he's the never the- been born again. Bjorn again. That's one of uh, another pre-written joke, I guess. Uh here, here we go again. Do you want no, the uh, no. official synopsis? No, I think we need no, an official. Just, yeah. Mamma Mia, uh, Mama Mia two. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, official synopsis. <laughs> Shush. The official synopsis. An FBI agent. Shush. An FBI. <laughs> An FBI agent teams with the town's veteran game tracker, which I, I think is um, Renner. Jeremy to Renner! Inve- to investigate a murder that occurred on a Native American reservation. Okay. So very yeah. insomnia. Uh, so this so is... So insomnia. So, so insomnia. So music by uh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Excellent. Um, and from the writer of Sicario and your one of your favourites from last year, Hell or High Water. Uh, yeah. But this, but this one he's actually directed. Excellent. Uh, do you want the name yeah, of the I'll director? Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm... From 
Taylor Sheridan, the guy. F- so it's the same person as um, Hell or High Water. You just said, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he's actually directed this one, and and I, from what I hear, is that these three films are like a spiritual trilogy. 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 So it's, it's got one of the Olsen twins in it as well, right? Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's got Elizabeth Olsen in it, and she's playing um, Tagger. Tagger. There's, there's been yeah. a mortal. Yeah. And I think it's you. That was actually quite an uh, authentic female Glaswegian accent. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> and I think it's you. And by the way, this sausage and bean melts no gonna eat itself. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, yeah, what do you I think it looks this one anyway. I think it looks good. Again, like I think Jeremy Renner. I just have like a little bit stuck in my craw from something before. I don't know, but uh, I think overall it's got vibes that I like. It's got maybe um, what's that movie that was the vampires that are out in the place that's light all the time and then it gets dark. Thirty Westworld. days of night. 30 days a night okay yeah. it's got a wee bit of that vibe about it as well um, yeah okay. but yeah I think I think it looks good it's there I'm, yeah, up for I'm it. well up for it I think what? I think it's supposed to be one of these films that actually is kind of sold as a one of these sort of police procedural murder investigation things but ends up being like a lot more than that but they just can't sell that side yes, of things in the trailer so I'm 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 interested to see what that is that's what can I'm I can I possibly about, elaborate I on that before we move on to your third most anticipated movie of the month um, I just want to tie this in which uh, overall this month I've been finding that a lot of the trailers I feel are really giving too much away and there's a movie called The Vault starring James Franco oh that's the whole movie it's the whole movie yeah so it looks good and it looks like a straightforward bank heist Uh, the straightforward bank heist part of it is kind of like you remember from Dust Till Dawn Quentin Tarantino, yeah. Robert uh, Robert Rodriguez sort of deal, and and you don't realise until halfway through that it's a vampire movie. Now I never saw the trailers for that, so I don't know how it was sold. But when I saw it, I had no idea that the vampire part was coming. I just thought it was yeah. some George Clooney movie that was going to go you know, sort of some you know, I don't know drugs or alcohol or sort of like gangland. Well, at that time they could thing. they could sell that movie like that because Possibly. that was all the rage. Possibly. But this is a bank heist movie with a horror story attached and they've given all of that away in the trailer and I feel like that's a, a bad move. I think I could have been interested in seeing where that went before that and then been blown away by it when I go see it. I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be the biggest movie of the year. I don't think it's that special, but I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. Anyway, that's The Vault. What's your third most uh, interesting movie for September? Okay, so this is Matthew Vaughan's Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Um, okay, so the re- Golden Circle. So I'm just going to give you the the official synopsis. So uh, the official synopsis. When their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman's journey leads them to the discovery of an Allied spy organization in the U.S., uh, which I believe is the Statesman. The Statesman. So yeah, so these two elite secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy, more, which may more or may not be Alton, Alton John. <laughs> okay, so I've seen the trailer for this. A yeah. couple of observations. So have you seen the first one? I've seen both trailers. I've got comments no. on both. Number one, why is Colin Firth back? Ian, it's just stop. all in the trailer. Have you seen the first film? Oh yes, of course I have. Yeah, head explosion. Just, just tell me what you think it was. Did, you, did you enjoy it? It was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the action specifically was very good, and overall, yeah, I enjoyed it. Did now, you feel some is... of the humour was a little off colour? Mm, maybe. I can't remember specifically the stuff that was off colour, so I don't think it was that bad. It hasn't hasn't stuck with me. However, okay. at the very end of the film, when the uh, hapless damsel in distress offers anal sex, that's to the, the bit. Right, so that bit, the fact that the second one is called The Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Yeah. You know, a bit weird. Okay. I, I, I've got a note here that says, colon, question mark, bum sex. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that, was I, I the one, I, that was the one bit I kind of frowned at as I was watching it. I was like, this is a great film. Ah, I love it. Love every second. And then that bit happened. I was like, 
I'd actually maybe be a little bit cautious about recommending it because it, it is kind of. Are you going to recommend it to your kids? Oh, it's just it just wasn't yeah it just stop stop being great at that point. But okay, so then it so was two, over. So two points about the trailers for Kingsman Two. The first yeah. one was Frank Sinatra's My Way, not Limp Biscuits My Way. <laughs> okay. And the use Shame. of uh, music in the second one was My Generation. Talking about my generation, though, the Who, rather than my generation, Limp Biscuit. Nice uh, uh, pre-written joke there, Ian. That was a pre-written joke. Did you like that, Ollie? <laughs> that's my. I think that's my first one. Yeah. By the way, my generation is one of my more preferred uh, Limp Biscuit tracks. Talking about for the second time in this podcast, uh, a little bit of new metal there. Uh, I think it looks fine, but why is Colin Firth back? They've already given that away in the trailer. What's, yeah. what's the deal? Well, they gave it away. They gave it away in the first poster. Yeah, you know. All I mean, right, I guess can we? People can survive, you know, um, being shot in the eye. Uh, but I, you know, I, I thought the the first one was was good fun, um, and I, I like the look of this one. You know, it's okay. got Vinnie Jones in it, so you know. it's bound to be good. You know, name me a bad film with him in it. Banter be there funny. There you go. You can't. So. Shall we move on? I'm trying to just motor through some of the more important ones because Motorboat we're already through. we're already over an hour, including Pete's call. So, um, um, well, on my timer that I uh, haven't stopped, we are only we've got eleven minutes left. So, okay, know, we, that's we're fine. Okay, we're fine. Mother, Darren Aronofsky. Hmm. Have you seen the trailer? Have. The trailer looks great, but again, I think it showed too much. Uh, I think yeah, it, it should have shown. It should have shown. It should have shown the anticipation and the awkwardness between one couple and the other, but not the fact that many other people arrive at this place. It just then reveals that this thing is going to become much more insane. Yeah, um, I think some of the marketing for it's actually been quite good. I like the visual style of the marketing and stuff like that. Overall, I'm keen. I'm an Aronofsky fan. I like the stuff that he's done before, and I like the people in it. The only thing I'd be cautious about is like there's this generic sort of Hollywood trope at the moment, which is young woman with much older man in a couple, which is Jennifer Lawrence mm. at the age of 27 and Javier Bardem at 48. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like older man just gets young, beautiful woman and that's just to be accepted. That's the way things are, rather than Bardem just having, you know, a wife of his own age. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. I'm keen. I think it's going to be 10 CF. Yeah, it looks it looks all right. Michelle Pfeiffer being in there, that's also like I think she doesn't she she doesn't appear in many films, which I think gives her a lot of value, I think, and credibility. Like the stuff that she does show up in, I think she'll knock it out of the park. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm keen on that one. Um okay. what else have we got? Have you got anything else you specifically Borg want to cover? The McEnroe. Okay, yep. Um, so we talked about uh Boeuf in this. Yep. So this is what? the uh, the official synopsis story of the 1980s tennis rivalry between the placid Bjorn Borg and the volatile John McEnroe. Was that um, an official synopsis? Yeah. Well, Excellent. I played the jingle, so you should have you should have picked huh. up on that. Uh, but Shirley Booth grew his own <laughs> hair out for the role. Wonderful. So it's not a CG. It's not a wig. Not, it's not a uh, Kevin Costner. So when you're watching that film, you're watching his hair. You are watching his hair. What do you What do you reckon about his accent? I haven't seen enough in the trailer. It it, it doesn't give you enough to okay. to go on. But I mean, where's John McEnroe from? Where is he actually? I think it's American, New York. Yeah, yeah, New York. I, I guess. think. Yeah, I, I, guess I think fine. I think he's just got this very particular sort of like relaxed drawl and. Um, I know that like once you're in a movie you're kind of like right well this is the guy and I'm I'm believing that this is the portrayal of this guy and that that's just like you're in the hook of it but I did kind of think like you know a, a big part of that volatility and the fact that you know a lot of his most well-known moments are these like sort of uh, outbursts quick snappy outbursts that are yeah. sort of iconic moments I think that all happens in the accent and I think you that's can't, what you, you can't be serious right next so we're both keen on that one Yes, um, I mean it's a sports it's a sports drama. I'm I'm yep. in. Okay. Know. What about um, Stronger, starring Jake Gyllenhaal? Have you seen the trailer for that? I've I've not even heard of this one. 
Okay, so I'll very rapidly go after the official synopsis. Um, so Jake Gyllenhaal stars in Stronger, which is based on the Boston Marathon bombing. So the official synopsis. A victim of the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013 helps police track down the killers while struggling to recover from devastating trauma. Now, uh, I think this one will fall a little bit flat, but the comment that I had was, uh, since you've not seen it, it will fall flat. I mean, it it, it is funny. Um, but, it is yeah, pre-written. It, it's it a pre-scripted looks, joke. It looks uh, very good. The one thing, as soon as I started with it, one second in, I wasn't impressed because it was really generic second unit. Um, footage in there. Okay. It looks politically charged and sort of American eagerly, sort of like we are America, we are Boston, sort of thing. Right. But there is this one moment in the trailer where a man with no legs flies off a play park set of swings like a fleshy torpedo and hits another man, which <sighs> sort of to some extent pulls down the sort of relevance of how important this film is about you know, like, you know, terrorism being a terrible thing. It's sort of this almost slapstick moment in an otherwise relatively serious trailer. Well, so this this um, is directed by David Gordon Green, right? I, I'm unfamiliar with this director's other work. Well, let me tell you. Pineapple so Express. He's, so he's done Pineapple Express, Your Highness. So he's also done uh, stuff like uh, Eastbound and Down and Vice Principles, which are pretty funny. He's also doing the new Halloween Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested now. You've you've piqued my interest in this one. So okay. So uh, I th- I think we've probably got time for a couple of other quick ones. So uh, I've got two that I think I want to bring up. Right. So first of all, tying into the tennis theme of Borg and McEnroe, yeah. there's Battle of the Sexes, which is the oh, story yeah, yeah. of Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs and their uh, male female tennis match. Uh, okay. Characters played by Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Yeah. I think that actually looks good as well, and I, yeah. I can I can't really distinguish between the trailers of the two movies so far which one I think will tell the more interesting story. Right. I think obviously okay. the the battle of the sexes is going to be more relating to the hype and the politics around the whole thing, yeah. whereas uh, Borg McEnroe is potentially going to be more about the intensity of the rivalry between the two. But yeah, I, th- I think I'm up for both. You know, yeah, for sure. It it's open season on the tennis court this September. September, yeah. everyone's favourite tennis, like tennis season. Then yeah, you're two months truth. late. Wimbledon was ages <laughs> yeah. ago. Uh, okay, and the last one that I want to bring up uh, is Una. Now, this is a movie that, by the looks of it, uh, based on a trailer that I saw, which said uh, coming January, it looks like this film has been delayed significantly. Uh, it's coming out September 1st in the UK, but actually October-ish in America, I think. Um, now, the official synopsis uh, uh, official synopsis on this one is the official synopsis a woman confronts an older man her former neighbor to find out why he abandoned her after they had a sexual relationship when she was 13 so this looks very intense and stars Rooney Mara who's recently been in a ghost story as well um, and Ben Mendelsohn which one? of which ghost sorry which one it you know all about it um, so Ben Mendelsohn uh, who's also been in uh, the Star Wars movies recently so he was in uh, Rogue One Rogue One yes he was Rogue One so he was this Rogue One huh. he's the on a Rogue One the, na- the name's One Rogue Rogue One, one. Uh, yeah I think this looks very good Rogue I think people one. should check out the trailer for it it looks very intense and uh, yeah it, it looks very real very full on um, so I think this is okay. one that's maybe so far gone under the radar but I think it's going to be a big deal when it comes out so I think that's kind of it for okay. me I've got a couple of others here that are sort of I've, got, on, I've just got a couple list. more I wanted to I wanted to rattle through so um, one called Maze which is official synopsis the official synopsis Inspired by the true events of the infamous 1983 prison breakout of 38 IRA prisoners from HMP, uh, okay. which was to become the biggest prison escape in Europe since World War II. I mean, it, it basically looks like um, a more serious prison break. I mean, it, okay. it does, it, you know, it's a prison break film. Um, and it, it looks quite good, looks quite intense. Um, you know, looks like there's a lot of 
sweaty palms going on a lot of things being hidden under mattresses and you know potentially in other places as well so yeah uh, okay yeah so uh, I, I actually I, I actually have another sort of uh, quick one a movie called On the Road which is uh, not another adaptation of the Jack Kerouac novel but it's a Michael Winterbottom documentary about oh, yeah. the band Wolf Alice um, who I actually really like so like despite the fact it's not very adventurously titled it's about a band who are on tour right but it actually looks very good um, and I like their music so I'm, I'm thinking it's probably worth a look and a lot of people are saying it's probably the best Michael Winterbottom film for quite a long time so this I think is worth going to check out but I'm not sure if it's actually something that needs to be seen in the cinema it looks like something okay. that you could check out on your laptop from their Facebook page once they eventually post it there um, but yeah I think Still looks good though. Looks cool. Okay. Well, I've I've just got um two two more quick ones. I'll give them a minute. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the official synopsis of this one and you can tell me what film it is. Um okay. Oh so, little game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you know it before I finish the synopsis, then let me know. The official synopsis uh, five Sorry. medical students, obsessed by what lies beyond the confines of life, embark on a daring experiment. By stopping their hearts for short periods, each triggers a near-death experience. That's correct. Giving them a first-hand yep. account of the afterlife. So yeah, this is a, a remake of of uh, Flatliners with Ellen so, Page. So here's the thing. And Kiefer Ellen Sutherland. Ellen Page, I think, lends it some credibility. So does Kiefer Sutherland. But um, yep. this one, I think... This is a great example of how 1 minute 25 of the trailer was enough, but instead they gave us almost 3 minutes. Uh, which and really kind of the tells whole film, yeah, yeah, it gives you nearly the whole film. One standout quote from that trailer, uh, which I think is just ridiculous exposition, but it's almost like the type of stuff yeah. that's thrown into the film so that they can make the trailer from it. Was yeah. how is she playing piano now? It's like her brain has been rewired. It's like <laughs> because for fuck's that time sake. that we stopped her hard and she died. Yeah, it's just too much. So hopefully the credible actors attached to it actually mean that really the script was a bit more than just that nonsense. So that one looks, I think, still good though. Um, yeah, willing to check good. it out. What's your last one then? Uh, it was it was one that looks like a bit of a stinker actually. Is a oh, let's Jason, end on a stinker. Jason Fleming's directorial debut. Who's he? Jason Fleming. He's uh, he's in Ian Lockstock. Fleming's great great granddaughter. No, he's in he's in Lockstock, <laughs> isn't he? He's one of the he's one of the Lockstock crew. Okay, sure, fine. Whatever. Uh, that sound signals that we have to wrap things up. So uh, okay, come yeah, on, wrap so, up. So so this is um, uh, a vampire film. Um, it's a kind of British comedy oh, vampire yeah. film. This one does look and bad. The trailer was an absolute cheese nightmare. In yeah, a bad I, way. No, you know what this looks just, like to me, Ollie? Cockneys versus zombies, and where yeah. unfortunately Dexter Fletcher and the woman who was in One Foot in the Grave are people that I would like to be doing good projects, but actually yeah. it's just embarrassing. I think Dexter Fletcher, now that you've furnished me with the full facts of yeah. that the, the, this is a guy who's involved with Lockstock, it's probably a favour that Dexter Fletcher is doing on, on his <laughs> yeah. behalf, I think. <laughs> Blackmail. Uh, yeah, but the, the, it does look like kind of. Well, wouldn't it be pretty funny if you got a an old person to be a vampire and shoot to- a machine gun? Toting a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, right. funny, and also, let's film that. Green the the shot the shots of her shooting the machine gun actually look ridiculously bad, like almost on sort of Sharknado level. level. Yeah. Sharknado oh, Sharknado level. level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, quite bad. Okay, so that's it. Look ahead that's to it. September. I'm actually interested in how many of these many films we're actually going to get a chance to see because so even, I mean, even listing just, them in one hour has been quite an intense experience. So just tell me if, if there is if there's one that you have to watch that, that you can't miss. Which is which is the one that you that you feel that you can't miss? Um, I know it sounded a little bit down on it. I'm, I'm going to say Mother or Una. Um, okay. Mother, I kind of think like they gave away too much in the trailer, and I don't think there's really that much there. Una, on the other hand, I think really will be quite good. Um, okay. Yeah, those are the ones. What about you? It. Uh, yeah, probably. You're on a mad it one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cool. Players out. Excellent. So, uh, again, as I said at the start, you're going to need to like, share, comment, live, die, repeat, and agree 
on facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at uf podcast on instagram or twitter and go give our website we look in at guysonfilm.co.uk um yeah just go do that stuff yeah. at uf yeah. podcast that's all you need to remember uh where if you, you, you don't need close to remember to, to, <laughs> you don't need to remember to enjoy it you just have to do it you just you know that just should yeah. come naturally if you know, if you take a sneak peek, like a snapshot, like today, you know, you're going to be seeing stuff like Ollie really giving his better half Mandy a really tough time on social media. So that's the place to go. Yeah. Hopefully, we have Mandy on a podcast sometime soon. A eh, Ollie. All right. I believe, bye. I believe that's in motion. In motion. I thought. I yeah. thought you said. I believe that's emotion. <laughs> it's also that. Right. Okay. Bye. bye. Okay.